0: Welcome to Road to Redemption, a show sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. Well, here at Destiny Radio, we love hearing stories and sharing stories. And this show right now is Road to Redemption, which is exactly that. It's it's an amazing opportunity for us to get to share some of these powerful life testimonies that that give hope. And today I have the Landfairs in the studio with me. How are you guys doing today? Very good. Hi. Awesome. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners real quick?
1: I'm Doug Landfair and this is my wife Jean. Jean. Awesome.
0: Hello. Hi Dean. Hey, it's so good to meet you I, I've been wanting to do this for a while and we've had to reschedule a few times with you guys, but right. we got you here. Yeah. We're doing be, it. It's yes. good to be here. <laughs> and I've gotten to know you guys a little bit over the few over a few years. when did you guys y'all move to the Destin area.
1: We moved here from Christiana, Tennessee, almost two years ago. It mm. would have been July 2020. Wow. Was it really that long ago? Yeah. That? Okay. Right right. pandemic.
0: Well, yeah. um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about you, yourselves, your story, your lives. Let's go back to how did you guys meet?
1: Well, we both attended Ottawa University in Ottawa, Kansas. And um, we were serving on a mission team. Uh, this is a team of six kids that were sent out every weekend to churches where the pastor was on vacation or the, the, the pastor had left and gone to another church and they were without uh, a pastor. And so we would prepare um, a worship time, time of worship. Somebody would speak, I would lead worship. And uh, this, uh, we were in a meeting preparing for this, uh, this um, uh, church that we were gonna go to. And I looked over to my—across uh, the room, there was this young lady. You're like, who is that? And she made the mistake of laughing at my jokes. Uh,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> and
1: and so— um, It was all over for him. It was
2: all over <laughs> right <laughs> then. So we she dated, thinks I'm funny. <laughs> I'm going to marry that girl. <laughs> yeah. We
1: dated off and on for six to seven months or so, and then we decided that uh, we wanted to get married. And uh, that was— um, Hmm. 49 years ago? Wow. Almost. It'll yeah. be 49 years in
2: September that yeah. we
0: got married. And, and then since then, it's been, it's just been 49 years of absolute bliss and and no problems. Uh, and if, no. That's, if that's no. what no. you want to believe. No, I, mean, okay. I
2: wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we want to be truthful here. <laughs> no, but we had, uh, we had two awesome kids, and um, I think that's probably one of the reasons we're here to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so tell me about this. So, so two kids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and how old are you, were your kids?
1: Well, uh, Jason was 30 35 when he passed away, mm-hmm. when he died. Seven and, years ago. And then Meredith, January. our daughter, uh, is 32 mm. and lives in uh, the Fort Worth area. Okay. Um, so what, what happened, it was on January 29th, 2015. I remember very clearly because I was upstairs working in my office, and I heard Jean's phone ring, and then I heard this terrified voice from her saying, Doug, come down here. Mm -hmm.
2: That was the phone call that no parent ever wants to get. Mm -hmm. Our son was deployed in Afghanistan. Got the call about around 11 o'clock on a Thursday morning. The lady on the other other line said, Mrs. Lanfair, I'm here with your daughter-in-law. She's asked me to call you. I'm so sorry to tell you that your son was shot in Afghanistan this morning. Mm. And of course I was devastated. It, I couldn't believe it. Uh, our family nothing tragic had ever happened in our family before. I'm just like god how could this happen? Mm-hmm. This can't this can't be real. It was just I, I couldn't you know, I, it was so shocking. Right. And so of course I called Doug down and he when I told him he just he just collapsed to the floor, just motionless, wordless. Yeah. And I was just sobbing hysterically. And then so I said to the lady, Tell Natasha that's our daughter in law, Jason, was married to Natasha and they had two little girls. I said, Tell Natasha we'll be there as soon as we can get there. We were in Tennessee and they were in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So we made a few phone calls let people know what was going on uh, threw some clothes in suitcase and we were on the road and um gosh that started our grief journey mm-hmm. and um, so. yeah the yeah. hardest yeah. hardest phone calls
1: I had to make were uh to to our daughter yeah she and Jason growing up they were nine years apart almost.
0: but you but you weren't you had she had already received the call
1: no, no she had, no. Uh, our our, uh,
0: our I'm daughter. sorry, your daughter. So, his yes, so sister. Daughter, Meredith. Got it. Got Jason's it. What was her sister. name? Meredith. Meredith. Meredith, okay.
2: Jason's and, sister. Uh, um, not your daughter in law. No, no, not okay. our daughter
1: in law. Mm. Uh, our daughter, Meredith. Uh, growing up, they had Meredith knew all the right buttons to push mm-hmm. to irritate <laughs> Jason. And so they did not get along very well. But years later, um, Jason made the decision he wanted to get along. He wanted to love his sister, mm. love on his sister. And they became very close. And uh, so wow! Th- making that phone call to Meredith was probably the most difficult yeah. phone call I made. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah. 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 It just
2: crushed her. Yeah. Yeah. She was out living out in New York all by herself, mm-hmm. being the independent career woman. Yes. Making it in a, in a difficult environment and... Yeah, she didn't have family around to support her,
1: and so her company was just great. They they paid for a ticket to come down to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and be mm-hmm. with us, and uh, they they really took good care of her. Wow! And so we we drove the about eight hours to Fayetteville to be with Natasha and the kids, and uh, well, we can't imagine.
0: Past- That's got to be the worst drive ever. Oh. I mean, just thoughts, and you don't even want to. Talk, you know, you don't, you know, it, uh, there's no words.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my instinct was we got to take care of Natasha and her girl and her girls. Yeah.
0: You kicked into to parent mode, caretaker <coughs> mode. Yes. Because
2: mm-hmm. I just, I just knew she'd be devastated. Yeah. And I mean. And how old were we, the, were his, were the they, girls? They were just two and three okay. at the time. Well, okay. I mean, they yeah. were, you know, oblivious. They thought it was a big party. People mm-hmm. were coming and going to the house right. all the time, you right. know, bringing food, bringing condolences, mm-hmm. taking care of things. And boy, yeah. they just thought it was a big party. Yeah. And they were going, we had, Natasha and Jason had a very uh, strong social network there. And so anytime Natasha couldn't deal with the girls or we were busy, she'd made a phone call. Somebody came and picked them up and they got to go play with friends. And mm-hmm. um, when we wanted them back, we made a phone call. They came back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people just really surrounded us and took care of us. And so the little girls just thought it was a big party. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they didn't understand what was happening. Yeah.
0: Thank God for you know covenant friendships
2: like
1: oh, that. Oh, we step were in so loved I don't on. know how a person would make it through something like this sure. without friends and family. Yeah, you've been through that yeah. kind of. I know Dewey's been through that sort mm-hmm. of thing. A lot of people, a lot of our people listening here. I've been through that. Oh, yeah. You just can't do that on your own.
0: And, you know, it's the phone calls, the, even if it's just a simple text message. Mm-hmm. and it, it, There's nothing that they're going to say that's just going to make me feel feel better. And Like, oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. This is, right. You know, it, this is a good day. The, but something as simple as, like, I can't imagine how hard this is. I'm here for you, praying for you. And, mm-hmm. like, it just means so much mm-hmm. um, because I do believe that. I believe yeah. that that person is also, you know, crushed mm-hmm. with me. And yes. just knowing that is helpful. It, I'm is. Alone it is. Not
2: nobody can fix it, but what they can do is share your pain. Right. Sit with you and experience be present with you in your pain. And somehow that like divides that negative emotion and sure. lightens your pain just a little bit. Sure. Yeah. And so just that act of being present with your pain. That's mm. that's the only thing really that matters that helps.
0: Mm. Well, I want to go back to something that you mentioned, but before we do, I, I do want to just tell you guys, um, th- thank you on behalf of your son for, you know, mm-hmm. for his for his service. And I think it's interesting here on the tale of Memorial Day, you know, yeah. you guys are being interviewed. I think that's yeah. cause, And we've tried to do this, like I said, a few times. It's just kind of cool how, how things, you know, fall into place like that. But um, um, I know a, a lot of people were being remembered on that day. And, and I'm sure you were remembering, you know, your son oh, on that yes. day as well. And so just to give his all for this great country that we mm-hmm. live in, and, uh, it, it means a lot to us and to me. And so, uh, thank yeah. you. And, but you said something earlier, you said that it's, it began that grief journey. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all about journeys on the road yes. to redemption here. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, um, what do you mean by that?
2: So Doug and I facilitate a grief share, grief support group through destiny right now. Small group. And it's a small group. It's a dust, small group to destiny worship center. And, um, so we we started this a couple of years ago after we got into a place where our grief journey was not so devastating and painful anymore so that we could comfort other people with the comfort that we've received. And the journey, it's just a journey of really processing emotions. At least that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Maybe other people look at it differently. But it's a journey of processing emotions. There's so much intense, deep, hmm. hurtful, negative emotion and if we just keep it in, it damages our, it, da- it can damage us. It can mm-hmm. damage our body, our mind, our spirit, our emotions. And so we have to process it. We have to get it out in some way. And um, different people do it differently. I cried buckets and buckets of tears. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. cried so much. I got to sick of crying. And poor Doug, he got a lot of wet shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I cried yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, his yeah. shoulder a lot. And he was so good to just. Be be quiet. Be still. Just hold me. Just let me cry, and just be that strength and comfort for me. And that's what I needed. And um, so there's, I mean, there's a lot to say about how to grieve in healthy ways. Um, We take 13 weeks to do it in our small group. Mm -hmm. There is a lot to know about healthy grieving, but and I don't feel like we've uh, been taught really very well in our culture how to grieve in healthy ways. Hmm. Um, We have one person, for example, in our group that. The death happened, you know, I don't know, six, eight, nine years ago. And just January, they just started really grieving. There's other things that had right. gotten in the way. Right. And and so everybody's journey is really different. I mean, there's that's okay. You're right. Uh, that's, you know... Some people hold it in for one reason or another, and something happens to just trigger it, and suddenly, okay, this is the time now. I guess Mm. I'm good. I guess I'm going to grieve. I don't have any chance. It's it's coming.
1: Both of us, (laughs) both Gene and I, are psych majors, and and we had gone through the the steps of grieving. It was a small group we went to in when we were living in Idaho, and so we were well aware of the the steps grieving starts out disbelief, anger. There's several different models. Uh, But it's totally different when you go through it yourself. And Gene, even Gene and I grieved differently. In fact, Gene got kind of irritated when I wasn't showing a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And um, so we went to visit some friends of ours who had lost a child of theirs about a year before we did. And they confirmed, you know, we grieve differently as well. Sure. And it's okay. Yeah. So the the thing of it is you need to grieve. That's you right. need to process That's good. it.
0: Good. You're right, Doug. I think you're right. And I you know, you said something, Gene, about there's not it's not really talked about much, you know, in this world. And I even think about that in the church. Um, just in church in general. It's not something that's talked about often, you know, and, and I, you know, you hear that, 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 that phrase faith over feelings. And I've always (laughs) just struggled with that because I'm like, why can't both exist? Like why, why can't my faith like strengthen my feelings and my feelings also be intertwined with my faith and what I believe in God? Because I believe that I, I I just, I can believe in God and be hurting because of something that I experienced at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't diminish one or the other to me. Um, God understands us. Yes. And he's, God, and he's in our pain. In fact, it even says that he's near the broken heart. Yes. yes.
2: God created feelings. Mm-hmm. There are messages for us in our feelings. We need to pay attention to them. Not that that's the only thing upon which we base our decisions, but it needs to be taken into account. Um, I went through a time when I was mad at God. I went through it twice, I think. Mm-hmm. Just mad. I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who would let my son die. Mm-hmm. I prayed for his safety. My son was a wonderful, godly man. Many people knew him and loved him. Lots of people prayed for his safety all the time. And he protected him for nine years in the service. Um, He even was wounded once and fully recovered. So I'm like, yeah, that's proof. God's going to protect him. And so he protected him until suddenly one day he didn't. Yeah, What's that all about? Right,
0: right. That's not fair.
2: You know, and, and I was just so mad at God for a while and, I I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to worship, but it didn't last for long because uh, God is such a big part of my life. I really realized I don't want to do life without God. Yeah. And so I come back to him and I I think that happened a couple of times. And I finally, I guess got to a point where I accepted the mystery of God Mm. that he's bigger than me. He knows everything. He's all powerful. He knows the end of my story. I don't, um, and I have to trust him. I have to yeah. trust that he knows and it in the big picture it's gonna be okay. And there's a mystery about God. Yeah. He's too big for me to understand and I'm I'm okay with that. Well we are in
0: today. That's all we got. I, 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 I am I know what's happening today. You know, I, I I'm worried about tomorrow just Mm -hmm. because I'm a human being, you know, that we're anxious about things that we haven't faced yet. And we're also like thinking about the past and we're a little bit living in that as well, but God is in all of it. Yeah. So he's in our tomorrow. He's, he created our yesterdays. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I know what you're saying because it's kind of like what, how I feel right now today, God, I know that it's going to work out because I believe in you, but right now, that's a really hard uh, pill to swallow.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Um, people have been angry with God before and they're going to be angry with him. He's got broad shoulders. It's okay. Sure. To say, father, I am
0: angry. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's, that goes back to that, that our feelings are okay. God created them. He understands them. You know, it's like when I was touring and I'd, um, you know, it was a Christian tour, so everybody needs to be peppy 24-7, you know, and they're like, well, Jesus, yeah. (laughs) How'd that work out for you? Well, you you know, and I came off the bus, and I was just like, hey, how you doing, tour manager? How you doing, Nate? I was like, honestly, I'm kind of sad and lonely. And he's like, no, no, man, you're about to take the stage and worship (laughs) God and and enhance the kingdom. I was like, yeah, but I haven't seen my wife in like a month, so it would be weird if I wasn't a little lonely Mm. and a little sad. We should, some of these things, like, we can use them and Mm -hmm. they can be good and they can be helpful. And I tell you this, when I saw my wife again, it was, it was awesome. Mm, (laughs) You know, so, um, there's a reason too. And and I want to ask you about that because there is a scripture that says that he makes all things Mm -hmm. work together for our good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How how in the world can something like what you've walked through, maybe you haven't even seen it yet Mm and experienced it yet, but have you seen any glimmers of that where it's like, okay, God, um, wow. Even something as horrible, tragic as, as death, like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing what you're doing here. Have oh, you guys yeah. experienced anything like that so far? Oh,
2: in a big way. Yeah. Um, the very first thing that happened where we started to see God at work is um, when Jason died, Natasha, his wife, told people, don't waste money on flowers, send money to our missionaries that our church supports hmm. in Jason's memory. And someone gave $150,000 in oh, memory of goodness. Jason to their church mission program.
1: Wow. And they used it...
2: Um, to uh, minister to a group of people in northern Iraq. I want to say they're the Yazidi people. I don't, I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. saying that right. But it was kind of like a brand of Islam that the ISIS fighters did not agree with. And I don't know if you remember when ISIS was overrunning Iraq. Oh, yeah. So they were persecuting this group of people. And so um, the, Jason and Natasha's church used that money to... Um, send out missionaries to witness to and minister to that group of people. And um, thousands of people became believers, were baptized, many house churches started. Um, So that was amazing. But when you know the backstory, you see the miracle. The backstory is Jason had a heart for um, Arabic peoples. Mm -hmm. He spent 10 years learning Arabic Mm. so that he could minister. One of the main reasons he was... Uh, a, a medic in the and a Green Beret in the army was to learn skills to go into closed countries and be a missionary to uh, the Arab peoples, and which is another reason I always thought, you know, God has great things for him. He's going to protect him, and here he was cut down in his prime. Mm-hmm. But Jason's dream was realized in his death.
0: Wow, that is powerful.
2: It's so powerful. It yeah. is. I mean. God is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that happened is my daughter, um, she's like I said, about ten years younger and Jason was sort of raised as the only child anyway, and always felt like our family was so little. And then when her only brother died, she was like just felt so alone. Like mm-hmm. we have just a little family. There's just only three of us left. Well, Natasha is our our daughter-in-law, is part of a big family. There's five kids there. And her family really just enveloped us, and we became part of them. They become part of us. And Natasha's uh, siblings and their spouses made a conscious choice to reach out to Meredith and be brothers and sisters to her. That's it, yeah. And they started a... um, Marco Polo. Marco Polo. The girls did. There's five girls, including my daughter. So now she has four sisters. Mm. And all of their husbands um, hmm. are like part of, to, to the point where when she got married in Texas last December, all of those four women and their spouses came from Alaska, which is where they live, to Texas to be in her wedding party.
0: Wow. Unbelievable.
2: I know. So there's um, a
0: scripture that says you see that guy will set the lonely in a family.
2: Yeah, and that, that doesn't have anything to do with
0: biology. It could, right. um, but you know we adopted my son, so he literally yeah. did it. You know, but um, but it's typically a covenant relationship. I wanted to ask you before we run out of time, just real quick, because this is so powerful. Um, somebody that's walking through something similar. Maybe it, maybe it's not you know a, a fallen soldier, but maybe it's just a, a family member um, that's passed away recently. Anything that can help be helpful to them right now, if they're listening.
1: Well, don't try to do it on your own. Mm. Um, recognize that this is a this is a huge loss, and uh, we grieve because we've loved, and um, uh, it makes um, it's it'd be great to get into a small group. <laughs> I love uh, that. Join our grief share group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In in our journey, uh, a few months after Jason died, we were invited to attend a grief share group there in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where we live and where we were living. And um, it's a thirteen week session, and um, and then when we moved down here about two years ago, we went through Destiny's Next Steps program. And as part of that that program, you find out where your skills and interests lie. And we met with our um, leader, and it just became very clear to me leading a grief share group was what we were here to do. Hmm. And so we just finished our third grief share uh, semester. It's amazing. And Lord willing, we'll do it again. Uh, this next fall, if, uh, if you've had a loss, Mm -hmm. grief share is a, it's a great way to be with people who've suffered similar losses, but also understand this process of grieving. Um, a lot of people say right after my loved one died, my brain was mush. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah because I've the been first, there yeah, yeah exactly for the first i don't know three or four months, it was just you know i i didn't didn't know really what I was doing, and um, it just helps to surround yourself with people who have had a similar mm-hmm. uh, loss mm.
2: so and also our story would not be complete if about how God has worked if we don't talk about David Buchanan mm-hmm. God brought him into our lives, and um our sweet. Daughter in law Natasha, she was so devastated when Jason died, and moved back to Alaska to, to be with her family to help care for girls because she was just uh, not even really very functional for about the first year. And she met David Buchanan and um, asked us if we were okay dating him. And we met him. We said, Yeah, sure. If you got a chance to love again, go for it. And so they got engaged and got married. And he he was just he was just what she needed. Yeah, a godly man. <laughs> led by the Holy Spirit and a strong leader. Well, Natasha was so worn down by Mm -hmm. being alone and making all the decisions by herself. She was so happy to have a strong leader, you know, come alongside her to be a partner. Natasha had always wanted to design houses from the time she was a little girl. And guess what? David that's is a builder. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so now she designs homes for him and works mm-hmm. with him, and, and he he wants a, he wanted a partner. He didn't he was he did not like doing business alone. He wanted a partner. And David he was older when they got married and never had children and and thought kind of maybe the opportunity for a family that passed him by. He really wanted a family. Well, he had a ready-made family. He mm. had two little girls and he adopted Amazing. them. And he's raised them as his own and just been a wonderful husband to them. and um, wow. I mean he and and we love him and he loves us, and we really have a lot of honor and respect for each other.
0: They're a beautiful family.
2: they are yeah. when when uh, just before they got married, I said to David, you're taking a lot on. Mm-hmm. I hope you have broad shoulders. And he said, I do. <laughs> and he yeah. does. Yeah. He's done a great job with them. We're yep. so happy he's part of our lives.
0: And if you saw them, you know, they're just so joyful and just a beautiful family. I don't, you wouldn't think like, man, they've walked through some stuff. And yeah. you don't know every day who you see, and like that person has, has seen yeah. it, you know. We, um, And, you know, I just want to encourage again, anybody listening, Do not. I think the theme today is kind of a "Don't walk this alone." And and if it's if that's interesting to you, we actually have small group expo coming up. Get in a small group, go go to their grief share small group, and and my mom's been such a a, um, recipient, and it's meant a lot to her from that group. So. you know, just having walked through some stuff ourselves. And so I know that it's powerful firsthand. And so it thank you guys for program. that. And yeah. and again, thank you as we're wrapping it up for, for your son and, and his, his ultimate sacrifice for this for this country and for this great yeah. country that we have and the freedom we have. And, you know, scripture obviously says that, you know, no greater love than a man that would lie, lay down his life for yeah. someone else. And he did that. So yeah. thank you guys. He, he truly did. Did. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, um, it, we we just want to encourage everybody out there, get in a small group, pick up the Bible, if, even if it's a Bible app, start reading it. It'll start encouraging you and speaking to you today. Find a local church and get plugged in. And uh, you can also reach out to us, contact at destinyradio.live. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Doug and Jean, thank you guys so much for sharing your story with us. Sure. sure. Love to All be right. All right, right. We'll, we'll have you back. Don't worry. Okay. All right. You've been listening to Road to Redemption, sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own Road to Redemption. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at destinyradio.live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Road to Redemption.